Welcome to How to Feel. I'm Anastasia Holland, and these are words and stories on what it feels like to be human. Hey, hey, welcome to episode two of How to Feel. And today we're going to be exploring how to feel sexy when you're exhausted. So this is an episode that is pretty personal for me. As someone who has complex sexual trauma and chronic fatigue, I've often felt like an outsider as I scroll through Instagram and see sex coaches share their pleasure and turn on. I have many issues with parts of this industry, but that's not what this episode is about. This episode is for the ones who are tired and want tools to find their sexy when they can barely get out of bed. This episode is an exploration of what feeling sexy even is and a reclamation of your own desires, needs, wants, and sexual expression, even if you're sick or tired. This episode is a big no to a culture that says sexy looks and feels one way, a way that I've found is pretty much impossible for the majority majority of us to look and feel. It's an episode that explores what does sexy feel like when you're exhausted, sick, sad, anxious, depressed, when you're recovering from something huge. I'll be sharing a little bit more about my story and um, my perspectives on what to do when you're in this situation of wanting to feel sexy, wanting to feel a connection to your sexuality, your turn on, your desire, and you also are battling chronic fatigue, chronic illness, exhaustion, mental illness, um, just recovery from a big life event like pregnancy, and tools that I have found to help and just a little bit about what has helped me on my journey. So many of you know, if you've been following me, that chronic illness and chronic fatigue and my journey with it is something that I hold very close to my heart. It's been one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through. And it really peaked when I, at the same time that I started dating my partner, Isaac. And so I was at this place of needing to let in this epic love, which is a lot for the nervous system on its own. And my body was also experiencing a lot of recurring symptoms from my health issues. And having to kind of confront all my beliefs around um, needing to be able-bodied, super healthy in terms of cultural's definition, cu- culture's definition of healthy in order to be worthy of love. And um, this kind of surge in exhaustion right around the time that I started dating Isaac really came up in our sex life and also came up in my relationship to my own sexuality. So I just really wanted to make an episode about this topic. And I kind of struggled a little bit what to what to call this episode because the term sexy can sometimes have controversial uh, 
what's the word that I want to say? Just everyone has a different relationship to that word. And um, I'm all about just freeing everyone from any sort of conditioning and not wanting to contribute more to an unhealthy and toxic narrative. So, um, but anyways, sexy is the word that I have really desired to feel in some of my hardest moments and have really had to unpack what is sexy and what is sexy for me and why do I want to feel sexy? And just these questions alone have brought so much healing when I've confronted their answers. So, Without further ado, here is episode two. It's a solo episode, um, but in the end, there's going to be a little cameo from Isaac where we just, I ask him, like, what's it like to just be dating someone who's exhausted <laughs> and, um, and what's it like for him on the end of, um, of loving me and supporting me and through it all. So I think you'll find that part super interesting. And I think you'll probably take away a lot of good bits from what I share as well. So Isaac and I moved in together pretty quickly around six months after we started dating. And around the same time is right when we moved in together. And I think honestly, from the stress of moving, I was moving out of a really stressful situation in my place I was living in prior and just the stress of moving into a new place all in winter when my chronic illness symptoms are more present. And um, literally a day or two into moving in together, I started to experience a lot of my chronic fatigue symptoms, which for me looks like waking up in the morning after sleeping 10 hours and feeling like I went on a drinking bender when the day before I ate like kale smoothies and bison burgers (laughs) and did not drink alcohol. Um, And so for me, I really had to, when we were first moving in together, I couldn't really help unpack boxes. I was exhausted after like 10 minutes of moving things. And Isaac really did a lot of work for our house and for our moving process. And he would unpack boxes and I'd lay in bed and cry for how useless I felt. And um, some part of me was sure that this amazing energized man would leave me for my lack of productivity. So that one comes from capitalism. And so this is when sex at this time became a little more complicated. The mornings were not full of turn on, like maybe they were when we first started dating and we were writing that like oxytocin high. And when I'd wake up feeling hung over without having drunk anything. And sometimes I'd have sex anyway, despite what I was feeling. And this would usually end in tears with me just saying, I'm so, so tired. And Isaac being the person that he is could care less if we went months or years without having sex as long as I was honoring myself because he loved me so much. But I wanted to feel turned on. I wanted to feel sexy. I wanted to connect with my partner in ways that would transport us to the dirty, sexy cosmos. I wanted to feel slutty and excited and into myself. 
similar similarly to how I wanted to feel excited and alive in every area of my life. But I didn't feel this way. I felt the opposite. I felt desireless. I felt not sexy at all. And I felt exhausted. Somewhere along the way, I started to realize my grief over the hardship of trying to find my sexuality amongst chronic illness was the same grief I felt for not having much energy for anything, let alone sex. My desire for sexiness was pretty similar to my desire for life. And not just life where I was breathing and biologically still alive, but aliveness, joy, ecstatic living. I believe this is one of the many pains of the chronically exhausted person, the desire to feel desire again. But as time has gone by and my relationship with sex and my sexuality and my exhaustion have gone on quite the journey, I've found a couple things that have helped me feel myself again. And I thought I'd share with you in case it's helpful. So if I could go back in time and tell myself anything as I was about to go on this exploration of reclaiming my sexuality, despite how exhausted I felt, um, it would be that it was going to be a messy process and that that's normal and okay. And so my first tip for you is just recognizing that because of our cultural, societal, and personal conditioning, this exploration of how to feel sexy when you're exhausted will most likely be messy and bring up a lot, and that's okay. Your partner may be triggered as you go on this exploration. You may, you probably definitely will be triggered. You may think your partner will leave you. You may not have a partner and think you'll never meet one because of what you're going through. You may wonder if you'll ever masturbate again. You may feel a ton of anger for anyone's desire of you. You may feel a lot of anger at people who seem like they have a lot of desire and sexuality. Trauma will most likely resurface. You may convince yourself that you actually want to have sex when you don't, or you may say, I'm not having sex for a long, long time. It looks different for everyone. For me, I had to sort through a lot around my worthiness of being loved, being so closely tied to how desirable I am. I really truly felt like if I am not desirable, then I'm not worthy of love. I had a clear image of what desirable and sexy was, and I was clearly not it. I was in my pajamas all day long, and I could barely walk around the block, and I could barely get out of bed. I really had to look at what my definition of sexy was and where I learned that, and was sexy for my partner or for somebody else's gaze versus what was sexiness for me and my sexuality. This was a revolutionary question that I, literally no one ever asked me. And it was the first time I had to ask myself this question. I had to redefine sexy and ask myself, what does sexiness look like for me as who I am right now? I would often fantasize of, oh, I'll feel sexy once I feel healthy again, once I feel energized again. And I had this whole image of me, a higher version of myself, which is something that the self-help industry teaches you is like we have this higher version of ourselves that we're trying to get to and it's then that will be fulfilled. 
And um, for me, that was like energized and healthy. But what that was doing was completely bypassing my current experience and not offering space for myself where I actually was at and giving myself the opportunity to find sexiness even amongst the exhaustion. And because I'm all into the both and, I also had to give myself permission to feel the desire of wanting to be desired by someone else and wanting to be desirable. I had to give myself permission for wanting to be an energized person and permission to feel the grief that comes with feeling like if I'm exhausted, if I'm not a top model, then how could the person I love so much ever want me? I had to feel confused when he wanted me anyway. I sometimes just wanted to say back to him, you are lying. And sometimes I did say that. (laughs) But he'd never falter. He would never give in to my beliefs about myself. He'd hold me tightly and say, I'm going to love you forever. That's a lot to take in. I had to feel grief of all the times I was with men that didn't say that to me, that wanted me to be something different, wanted me to look like something else, even if they never said it, just the feeling I didn't feel safe with them. I had to feel grief of wanting so bad to have sex that resembled our love, sex that we had already been so fortunate to have had, and just not having the energy to do it. My point is, it's complicated, and that's okay. It's hard and that's okay. And on some days it'll feel easier and that's okay too. It may take years, months, decades, your whole life. I don't know how long it'll take, but that's okay. My other point is that when you're going through this, please don't date assholes. That's just a side thing, but sometimes we have to do that too. My next tip is to get some support. For all the reasons I already mentioned above, it's clear that this person I'm talking about, myself, needed some support. And I had the most amazing therapist who really helped me claim my sexuality as my own and anchored me into the truth that I am lovable because I am. She also never stopped believing in me that my sexy was in there, even though I was tired. And she never stopped challenging those cultural norms that would come out of my mouth as deeply ingrained beliefs about what sexy should or shouldn't look like or what it should feel or shouldn't feel like. She once asked me to think of all of my friends and then said, is there one that isn't sexy? And I so quickly said, no, they're all so, so sexy. And she asked why. And I said, because they just are. I can't explain it. They just are. And then I cried for a long, long time. We are sexy because we are human, and many humans are sick and tired. Most humans have asymmetric bodies and belly fat and look nothing like we are taught of how we're supposed to look. And most of them, many of them, have pleasurable sex. Many of these people are my friends who I thought of when my therapist asked me this question. So if it was true that all of them could be sexy, and I don't even have a reason why, just looking at them, feeling their essence makes them sexy, why wasn't that true for me? 
This is why we need therapists to remember, to be held, to strengthen us, to walk out of their room and say, I may not feel sexy, but I know I am. I also want to say that I had many days where sexiness was the least of my concerns. And so this is a part of the process too. I would have questions like, would I be able to work and make money if I'm so tired? Do I have cancer? Am I going to die? Will I ever feel better? I had many days where I could give zero fucks if I was sexy or not, or if I felt that way. My point here is that you will have days where you really, really care if you feel sexy or not, and you will have days where you don't at all. You will also have many days in between. All is okay and all is normal. If you're catching a theme here, this is this is my theme. All is okay and all is normal. On my days though where I did want to feel sexy even though I was tired and it was a miraculous day where this desire itself didn't launch me into a sea of emotions that needed to be felt and that was my task for the day to feel. So if it was a day where I didn't have to just feel my grief, I started to ask myself, even though you are so tired and you feel so far from sexy, what would feel like a sexy thing to do right now? And sometimes I would resist this question and just be like, ugh, and not, not do anything, not even ask myself anything further than that. But sometimes the answer would be, why don't you dance? Sometimes it would be, put on some makeup. Sometimes it would be, why don't we watch some porn? Sometimes it would lead me to masturbating. Sometimes it was have sex with Isaac with music on and light candles and go really slow and just let him know that you're exhausted and just want to see where this goes. Sometimes it was make peanut butter cups or cook pasta. Sometimes it was right. Sometimes it was nothing. And I kept asking myself this and slowly but surely I started to get to know my sexy my sexy right here and now, even though I was still exhausted. I also had to continuously ask myself why I wanted to feel sexy. Was it truly for me or was it because some social media superstar says the way to have a good life and a lot of money is to have a lot of orgasms? Or was it because I learned that to be worthy, I must be sexy? Or was it because I was afraid Isaac would leave? Or was it because my sexy was for him? In asking why, I found a lot of healing. And in that healing, I also found desire. I found myself. As someone who has been dealing with chronic illness and fatigue since 2015, I find myself living for the future, often this magical one day when I will feel better. And those days have come and they have left and I still have hope for that magical one day where I'm full of so, so much energy. I think like, how can we take away that hope? But also so much healing has come in the question, if I feel this way that I feel right now forever, how can I have the most fulfilling life possible? How would I spend my days if I felt this way forever? It is the question when I'm willing to ask myself it. Some days I'm not. That has saved me. 
It is this question that offers me the most compassion. You don't have to change at all to have a good life is what this question says. It asks you, how do you have a good life now? Some days I don't want to hear it. Some days where I need to be is that I don't want to be where I am, feeling the way I'm feeling. But other days it's exactly what I need. So I'll ask you this, if this is what you need. If you were to feel this way, look this way, the way you do right now, forever, how can you have the most fulfilling sexuality possible? How would you explore your sexual energy? How can you start now? And before I introduce the one and only Isaac Noyes, my boyfriend and partner, um, I just want to say this, which is that remember that desire for desire is also desire and that you have desire within you if you're even asking yourself that question and that your desire to feel sexy is sexiness and you are sexy because you are. I hope this helps. Hi, Isaac. Hi, Anna. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to go into the first question. All right, sounds great. Okay. So I told them a little bit about when we moved in together and how I was also so exhausted and you had to do a lot of the unpacking. And I felt so much shame around that and felt like you wouldn't love me <laughs> because I was so tired and that you're going to see this truth that I was so tired. And what was that like for you on your end? Truthfully, I don't think I even noticed. <laughs> I just, I, I tend to have a lot of energy. So like you not being able to unpack didn't really affect me unpacking for both of us. Yeah. 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 And I felt like I just wanted it to be nice and have our house set up so that it was uh, livable for us. Yeah. No. Yeah. I wonder, it's funny moving the microphone back and forth. <laughs> I wonder how many partners, like we think that they care so much, but they aren't even noticing, you know? I, I would suspect that most people just want what's going to be the best for their partner, yeah. you know? Like, when I'm in positions where you're tired, like, I just want you to feel better. Yeah. And that means that I'm willing to pick up the slack, at whatever that looks like. So it's not like it really affects me or I'm getting upset or angry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is why Isaac's so special. <laughs> Um, so, you know, the mornings where we have had sex and then I need to stop and cry because I feel so tired and that's just bringing up a lot of emotion for me. What's, what's that like for you? Uh, I'd, I'd say that that's, you know, that's sort of a similar, a similar place or a similar situation yeah. in a certain sense, because it's like. I just, I want you to feel good yeah. and I never want you to feel like you need to have sex because I want to. Yeah. So if you're tired, 
I want to respect that and pay attention to what you need to feel less tired. And if not having sex and crying is what that is, then that's totally okay. And I understand that we'll have sex with energy later. Yeah. (laughs) Not have to force it in any moment. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I didn't talk about in this episode, but I've found that when you just let it be where you are, that actually it makes room for the times where you do have energy and you do have energy to do the things that you want to do. So the next question is, which I already know the answer to, but it'd be good for them to hear, which is, do you ever not love me because of my health issues? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely not. I, I, I really, it largely is something that it affects me on the periphery. Mm hmm. Just that you're tired sometimes. Yeah. But like for my actual functioning, it's like, I, it's not something that's, it's certainly not something that's going to make me not love you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a way that a lot of people feel. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go to bed earlier. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but sometimes I stay up until two in the morning and yep. that I'm tired. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like if I were to force you to do the things that I do that like I need to do for myself sometimes, it like it wouldn't work for you at all. Yeah. Just like if you made me to go to bed early, like that doesn't necessarily work for me. But yeah. we can find a place where we both have our needs met and we can match each other. Yeah. This isn't on my questions, but is there any way that me having health issues has like added to your life in a certain way? Uh, I think it's certainly allowed me to slow down more or shown me how to slow down more. Yeah. Like I, I used to just work and do stuff until like 10 PM and not eat. And now I consciously stop earlier around six or seven to cook dinner and wind down and actually have had more time to have evenings with myself and with Anna so that that's, that's been a positive impact. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there are other little ways that that's shown up as well, but that's the, the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> you knew the answer I wanted. <laughs> um, for anyone who has a partner who is dealing with health or exhaustion issues, what advice do you have for them? Advice. Um, <laughs> I would just say let them be where they are yeah. and there are going to be moments where they're not going to be able to meet you, but there are going to be a lot of moments where they are going to be able to meet you yeah. and allowing them to be where they are also will let them better move through whatever their health stuff is yeah. to hopefully meet you more frequently. Yeah. That's what I found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? 
No. He's <laughs> shaking his head and saying no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I do. Okay. Thanks, Isaac, for being here. You're very welcome. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of How to Feel. If you want to stay updated on the release of future episodes, go ahead and subscribe. And if you like the podcast, I would so appreciate a review. For all other information about my work, about upcoming events, about the podcast, you can head to www.anastasiaholland.com and also come hang out with me on Instagram at Anastasia Holland. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a great week.